0: Hey there, Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070, WKOK, and Sean Carey. Steve, in a second, we will check in in the Sunbury Motor Studio, Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai, North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on the strip routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Look for us online at SteveJonesShow.com, our website. we got at least three months plus of previous shows archived there. Also, while you're on the go, a smartphone and tablet, you can listen to our podcast. So you can find that on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, Google Play in the search bar. Just type in Steve Jones Show, then hit the little subscribe button, and you're good to go. Put the shows right in your mobile device, take them with you, listen to them this weekend. And if you happen to listen to us, either through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, give us a rating, five-star rating. Type in your comment. That'll help spread the word about the podcast, especially to Penn State football fans near and far as we are... Two weeks and a day away from opening day at Beaver Stadium, Penn State versus Idaho. And, of course, we'll have that here for you on News Radio 1070 WKOK and streaming at WKOK.com. Friday edition of our show, always brought to you by Brewers Outlet, the beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Get those beverages you need for the end of summer parties. All the great brews, lots of IPAs. Or maybe you just like the major brands. Well, they got them there. And, of course, uh, score great specials. They got them all the time, too, at Brewer's Outlet. Soda, water, snacks, pickle bar, ice, too. Grab a dolly when you head in. Easy convenience. Out of your car and back to your vehicle. All at Brewer's Outlet. The beverage superstore on Reagan Street in Sunbury. You can get in touch with us anytime by email. Jones at WKOK.com with you live till five We've got some college football talk coming up later the terrific uh, college football writer from cbssports.com barrett salee will be joining us barrett focuses in not only on the top 25 but also dials in concentrates quite a bit on the sec he'll get his take on college football as the uh, as a week zero actually happens next weekend before things really get cranked up in two weeks heading into labor day weekend and, of course, we never head into any weekend round here until we hear from Steve's brother, Kevin Jones. He'll check in with us live at 4.35. So we're with you live till 5. Then we'll have the late-day news roundup. Matt Catrillo, Matty Ice at the anchor desk at 5.06. The late-day news roundup. He'll be with you till about 6.30. Then we jump into Phillies baseball uh, here on 1070 AM. And it was a sweep for the Phillies. Over the Chicago Cubs, very exciting one last night. was well, it's, it's amazing. Fashion.
1: Charlie Manuel works <laughs> with only one hitter at a time. <laughs> Yesterday, he only worked with Bryce Harper. It, it really is remarkable the things they've done since he's he's only been there forty eight hours. <laughs> I don't know the source.
0: I, I don't know if it was MLB stats and info or if it was ESPN. I. I stumbled upon it on Twitter late last night before going to sleep. It was the the Cubs had a ninety nine point something percent chance to win the game when there was one out in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Yeah, nuts. Well, so that's baseball sometimes. It's
1: baseball a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, because I've done a lot of games now, <laughs> a lot of baseball games in my life. Um and
0: That famous line Jim McKay had on Wide World of Sports, the thrill of victory, agony, of defeat, that definitely can describe baseball from time to time.
1: Well, I'm a big believer, and people have been around me for a long time, I'm a big believer that no matter what sport I'm doing, football, baseball, basketball, which are the three primary, I mean, I've done 18 different ones in my career, but the three primary ones now over the last 15 years have been football, baseball, basketball. And there's... I feel strongly that every game takes on its own personality. Now, sometimes the personality is boring, dull, sometimes it's wide open and crazy, but to me, the part of the thrill of doing my job is the fact that I don't know what I'm getting on that given day. So that's why I prepare every game as if it's, Going to be to the last minute, the last shot, the last at bat. I also prepare every game as if it's going to be fifty to nothing, eighty to thirty, or twelve nothing. You know that's. I prepare every game with as many wide open scenarios as possible. For that particular reason. Uh, Because I think they're all different. They all take on different personalities. You're looking at last night's Phillies game. Well, last night's Phillies game, nobody expected that. Nobody. Yeah, Phillies obviously didn't expect it either. And that is, to me, what makes sports DVR-proof. Sports are DVR-proof because it's sports are able to hook you in because you don't know on that particular day if the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to go to Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers. You don't know on a particular day if the Kansas City Royals are going to beat the New York Mets. You don't know on a given day... If Duke is going to be beaten in the NCAA tournament by Lehigh or Mercer, you just don't know. That's what makes the as much as we sit here on shows such as these, and on this one, we're here ten hours ten hours a week. The reality is, as much as we sound like we know exactly what we're talking about, we can't predict the future. We can't predict how things are going to play out we attempt to but there's a strong reality that we're going to be wrong that's why when I go out and now speak with groups and I talk on this show I couch things a little bit and when I talk about this year's Penn State football team I want specifics well okay. The specifics are not going to help you. Because the specifics specifics help us get ready, Jack and me. So Jack and I talk about the specifics. Who's where, what, why. You know, who's in this sub-package. Who are they potentially looking at that sub-package. I mean, stuff like that. Yes, Jack and I talk about that. But that's to help us get ready. How the season plays out. That's why I've talked about the two intersecting lines. The one is the depth of athleticism on the team. That line's way up. As I pointed out the other day, the depth of athleticism on this team is the greatest I have seen in the 40 years I've watched Penn State football. But the experience level of some of it is obviously very young and very raw. So it's going to be, and it can only be solved by playing games. The, when the two lines intersect, where the experience level now meets up with the talent level and the depth of athleticism, now you're going to have, wow. Now, for all we know, it gets accelerated, and in September those two lines meet. Hmm. Or maybe they don't quite meet until mid-October, or maybe it's November. At some time, at some point, they will meet. The question is, we have to watch the season play out. And for everybody, that's what makes this the toughest time of the year, the ability to sit there, and you really can't predict. I've got a really good feeling about this team, really good feeling. I really like this team, not a little, a lot. But that's just going into it. The reality is we're going to have to watch week by week by week how it plays out. Because only the games tell you the story. Only the games tell you the story. And we sit here for 10 hours a week, and I try to remind everybody of that, but as I said, every game takes on its own personality. People that showed up at the ballpark last night at Citizens Bank Park did not sit there and say, you know, I think Bryce Harper's going to win the Grand Slam in the ninth inning. This 99% predictor? It's like, every, it's you know, that's just a gimmick. But people do look at it like Sean did. Sean looked at it. It's just a gimmick. To get you to look at whatever. The... You don't know if you're going to go to a Michigan-Colorado game and have Cordell Stewart throw a touchdown pass in the final play of the game at Michigan Stadium to win. You don't know if you're going to be in the fourth quarter at Penn State and Marcus Allen's going to block a field goal and Grant Haley's going to run it back for a touchdown. Why would you think that? Because to that point in the total history of Penn State football, that had never happened. It is the only time in the history of Penn State football, the only time, in the history of Penn State football that Penn State has blocked a field goal and had it run back for a touchdown. That's it. You're down 28-7 to 7 to Wisconsin. right? How many people are looking around saying they're going to come back and win the game? Which they did. You don't know when you show up what you're going to see. You don't know when you turn the TV on what you're going to see. Unless you're a Pirates fan, then you're pretty much resigned as to what might happen on a given night. That was cruel, wasn't it?
0: Been a long year for Buner.
1: Oh, wait till you read Rob Beer Temple's article in the Athletic. Wow, insubordination. Fights. Not pretty.
0: I know, yeah, you and Bob last week had talked about Clint Hurdle, Should I Stay or Should I Go, that famous song from The Clash from the 80s. Uh, should we add Neil, should we, should, we, should we add the general manager into that, too? I mean, I know it all boils down to the top. It all, it all tops about, you know, it all boils down to the Nuttig family and what they do and giving out their marching orders. But it just makes you wonder if it should be a two-in-one deal. You know, should, should Neil go and Clint go that and you know go, go at the same time?
1: It's the easy thing to do. Look for does a fall
0: it, guy or guys.
1: Does it mean it's the right thing to do? Uh, because we don't know what kind of general manager Neil Huntington can be with, let's just say, a one hundred twenty or one hundred thirty million dollar budget. How about that? I didn't say two hundred, didn't say two hundred five, I think two hundred five is the uh luxury tax number. I didn't see two hundred five, I said one hundred twenty to one hundred thirty. We don't know what kind of general manager he could be. And we don't know what kind of manager Clint Hurdle can be managing that kind of potential talent. But it's the easiest thing to do. They have to decide whether to do the easy thing, or they have to decide whether whether this is the group they want to keep going with. I mean, it's interesting that one of the items brought up in the article by Rob was about Felipe Vasquez not coming out on the field and doing warm-ups with other relievers or sometimes doesn't wear Major League Baseball-issued gear. And one of the other relievers was complaining about it. And essentially was told by the bullpen coach to mind his own business the two of them then got into it turned out the bullpen coach got suspended for two games the player did not okay well my advice to the and it was Kyle Kirk by the way just so you know hey You're talking about envy, favoritism. Felipe Vasquez, at least to his credit, is a higher-level professional baseball player who gets in there and has gone to the All-Star game twice and has proven to be an entity that A, other teams want, and B, can win games for you. So far Kyle Crick has proven to everybody that he is a middle of the road baseball player who needs to work harder at his craft to get to the level that Felipe Vasquez is in. So the bullpen coach was right. Okay, why don't you mind your own business? Come back with more in a moment. You're on News Radio ten seventy WKOK. It's Brewer's Outlet Day. You're on News Radio ten seventy WKOK.
0: Brewers Outlet, the beverage super stock is ready for all of your warm weather activities. Camping, picnics, grilling, visit Brewers Outlet first for microbrews, imports, domestic specialties. They got them. Grab some pickles at the pickle bar, Steve Jones' favorite place. Snacks? Brewers Outlet has that covered. Soda, sports drinks? Check. Weekly specials, too. And there's lots of convenient parking. So get all the refreshments everyone will love for your next outdoor gathering at Brewers Outlet, the beverage superstock superstore, Reagan Street, Sunbury.
1: It's great to have you with us on the uh, show today. Uh, we'll have Barrett Salee from CBS com. He's also on Sirius uh, on uh, Sirius 84 ESPNU Radio. And we'll be talking about Nick Saban saying, Hey, you know, I think everybody ought to play ten games. Hey, Nick, Really? Really?
0: Yeah. But when he's thinking about 10 games, is he still thinking about playing the Citadel in those 10?
1: <laughs> Actually, and um, when Barrett's on the show, I believe he is going to bring up the point that the SEC has stepped in scheduling-wise to change that, starting in 2020. Oh,
0: especially that uh, mid-November non-conference game.
1: All right. I mean... My point about that has always been simple. Okay, you know, you played in the past, whatever, it makes a mockery of the whole system. I got it. But the college football playoff committee only meets five or six times to vote on their rankings. So it's the last five or six weeks of the season, depending on the calendar. But so in one of those weeks, you deliberately play Mercer, you deliberately play the Citadel. Right? While we're in the middle of ranking this, meanwhile, somebody else is out there playing Michigan. Penn State's going to be playing Ohio State that weekend. Penn State's playing Ohio State that weekend on the road. Really? And you're playing who? During the stretch run of this, when they're we're ranking them week by week by week. Today's show brought to you by Brewer's Outlet. It's going to be hot this weekend, so stock up with cold, refreshing beverages. Best selection of beer anywhere. Imports to microbrews, wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the mills, indeed, second to none. Only a brewer's outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motor Studio, Sunbury Motors 4th Street in Sunbury, Sumbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf
0: taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motors studio here's steve jones
1: all right sunbury motors 4th street in sunbury sunbury motors keywords 11 and 15 in Hubble's wharf and today's show brought to you by brewers outlet reagan street in sunbury the beverage supermarket Imports domestics, Microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers. Water, soft drink, snacks. It's going to be a hot weekend. Need to stock up. And the Pickle Bar, led by the Barrows and the Dills. Although, it should be pointed out that Buhner loves the garlic ones. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Now I'm going to give you the story of the day. And I couldn't I I thought for a moment. I couldn't believe it when I read this. And it deals with the football coach at Louisiana Lafayette. His name is Billy Napier. Billy Napier is on the lower end of the pay scale for head coaches in college football. He makes $850,000 a year. Okay. He has a team of 85 scholarship players like anybody else. And it is now being reported that Billy Napier got up in front of his team and mandated that they donate $50 to the athletic fund. He revealed a new team rule earlier this week that encourages all scholarship football players to become a minimum $50 donor to the school's athletic fund beginning this fall. The donation optional for walk-ons. Napier at a news conference on Wednesday said it's, quote, all about gratitude. We're trying to create a scenario where five or ten years from now, there are guys who give back and continue to be a part of the program and realize what this place did for them. On the surface, I understand it. But this is so unrealistic and to the point of being ridiculous. Napier hopes players who donate allow them to better understand what makes the athletic department function and help to grow in appreciation for the benefits they receive as student-athletes. He said, quote, this is probably a little bit unheard of and a little bit unique, but I think this is a place where that would be appreciated. We want our players to be educated and understand the benefits that come with being a student-athlete and not something that should be taken lightly. The effort and time and investment that people support athletes and put into this program, they do. But to me, the thanks in this case for a student-athlete that is getting no more than a stipend is to graduate and play really well. That's the thank you. And to be honest with you, he's the one making so in other words, if you take eighty five scholarship players and they give fifty dollars each, I want to say it's four thousand two hundred fifty dollars total, right? in fact, I'll take a calculator and just figure it out here. Five times fifty equals four thousand two hundred fifty. Why did I bother doing that? I just wasted time in the air. Billy Napier makes eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. So if he were to give four thousand two hundred fifty dollars, he'd still be making eight hundred forty six thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. Or excuse me, my apologies, eight hundred forty five thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. The stipend number at Louisiana Lafayette is not big. These players, many of them don't come from the greatest backgrounds of the face of the year. $50 would be a big deal. These are 18- to 22-year-olds. If they're going out and doing community service, day of caring, painting a house, whatever it may be, now they're doing something with it. Shortly after the press conference, by the way, the school did send a clarification that the donation was only encouraged and not required. Now, remember that the fundraising arm is well paid, they have big jobs hard jobs. Fundraising is not an easy job. It is not. But they're paid to do it. And some of the money that they bring in, by the way, as fundraisers, also helps pay their own salaries. You also have... media across the country saying that football and men's basketball players should be paid. Now, if that's the case, and in the process of doing that, the field hockey players aren't getting enough scholarship money, then I wouldn't mind if they got up and said, hey, look, everybody gets $50 piece, whatever. We're going to put this toward the field hockey scholarship fund or whatever like that. Okay, you know, I mean, this, this would really help them out because you guys are already getting paid. They're not getting anything, and right now they're losing out on scholarships. Okay, now maybe that becomes a discussion starter. Napier said a big initiative that we wanted to get done with our players is to educate them about the RCAF, which is the Raging Cajun Athletic Fund. And what they do for student athletes at UL relative to the fundraising that goes on, that goes into their scholarships. Certainly the cost relative to paying these guys and their education and things that go into being student athletes. I read the story, I almost couldn't believe it. Before stipends, and probably even now with stipends, I remember talking to some Penn State football players that there are certain times in certain parts of the year, for example, where is ramen noodles week? And that's a quote. That's a quote. That was pre stipends. But even with stipends, here's something else you need to remember with stipends or with Pell Grants. There are many players that have to take that money and they have to send it home because home is hanging in there at best. So even though you'll see, well, they get a stipend now or they get a stipend in a Pell Grant if you sit down and actually talk to the athletes, and I sat sat in locker rooms with guys and had discussions with guys about such things, so this is not from this is not from hand knowledge. This is me sitting down and talking with them about such items, so we can intelligently talk about it in the air. There are some guys that is, it, is it, things aren't great at home. I mean, you know, I don't really get to keep what I get. I get you know. I've got to send it home. Now, not all of them have to do that. Some of them get to keep their stipend. They get to keep their Pell Grant, whatever it may be. Now, remember, though, if you're getting a Pell Grant, that means your family qualified for it, which means in all likelihood, yeah, the idea of sending it back is certainly there. But that's what several players do. And especially those that financially qualify for Pell grants, because if you're financially qualified for a Pell grant, that means guess what? on the application, it shows that you, that your family's not exactly rolling in dough. That's why the door is open to getting a Pell grant to go with the stipend. And these, a lot of these players send that money home because mom or mom and dad or grandmother needs the money. So this is far more complicated than we're going to show them the gratitude. The gratitude of what? I mean, here's how you show your gratitude: be the best player you can possibly be, throw your heart and soul into it, and also be the best student you can be and get your degree. That's how you show. The people who donated their hard-earned money and the people that worked very hard in the Raging Cajun Athletic Fund office, they're working hard. These aren't freebie jobs. But that's how you show the gratitude is that, hey, look, you took the time to invest in me. I'm going to make sure that I do everything I can to make you and to make the school proud and also make my family proud and make myself proud. I'm gonna play to my best as hard as I can. Oh, and by the way, I'm also gonna get my degree because that's why I'm here at college too. That's how you end up paying it back, not fifty dollars. He got up and it was you know, now they now they're couching it. Look, the bottom line is they have to couch it because he made it mandatory. Well, you can't make it mandatory when you look around the room and realize not everybody really has $50 floating in their wallet. Not everybody does. Doesn't want athlete, student athletes, uh, they should, uh, says it shouldn't be taken lightly. Everybody wants that. They don't want people to take it lightly. Yeah, pfft whatever they did so what yeah the student-athletes i'm around don't take it lightly not in any way shape or form i i have not been around i, I can't think of any student-athlete i've been around that took this whole thing lightly What's interesting is that somebody down there, besides Billy Napier, thought this was a good idea. You know how I feel about paying college football and basketball players? I think scholarships are a huge payment that is undervalued by those who talk about paying student-athletes. I think the scholarship part is very undervalued by those who make these discussions. The scholarship is a lot. The stipend helps. It's not the cure. It's not, you know, it's not a cure for any, because they can't really work during the course of a year, but it helps. Housing, not having to pay for it, helps. Meals, not having to pay for it, helps. Books, not having to pay for it, helps. So thus, in terms of the pure salary-paying student-athletes, I'm not in favor of. Because I think when you put the entire package together, they have to work very hard for it. Their time management skills have to be outstanding. But there are other options if you want to be paid. If you want to go to college, I think this is this model works, and the reason it works is, is that yes, football makes boom. You know, at Louisiana, Lafayette football doesn't make any money. Okay, let's let's be honest. But at Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Texas, football makes a lot of money. Men's basketball at Indiana, Kentucky, Penn State, Ohio State. Alabama makes a lot of money. But the money then goes into not just the programs of football and men's basketball, but it goes into other programs. For those who have always enjoyed watching the movie It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. And it's, of course, on every Christmas. There's that point in the movie where there's a run on the bank Uh, Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed have just been married they're actually going to the train station to then go on their honeymoon and all of a sudden they look at the building alone and they see all these people there and Ernie the cab driver says boy I've never seen a run before but that sure does look like what I've heard of well he gets out of there and he goes in there and all these people are there and they want their money and he says, "Look, I don't have the money on hand here right now." He says, "Okay, the money that you're giving us every month for your house, we're then putting it into Bob's house, and we're putting it to Millie's house, and we're putting and he's explaining how the money works for everyone, that it's not just sitting in a safe." Where he can just dole it out because then they're taking that money that's brought in. Then they say, okay, now you know Bob's house. We're going to loan Bob money to build this house. We're going to loan this couple to build their house, and that's how he explains it. That's intercollegiate athletics. Yes, football, men's basketball get to keep sums of their money, but then there's money that goes into the field hockey program into men's and women's volleyball, into soccer, into baseball, men's and women's gymnastics. It goes into wrestling. It goes into um, men's and women's soccer, cross-country, the track and field teams. All these women's hockey, all these various other sports it goes into, that's what makes the total formula work. It's not just about, hey, football players and men's basketball players ought to be paid. If those are the only two sports, I could I could really see the argument. But when you have so many other sports that are dependent upon, and their scholarship student-athletes are also dependent upon having successful football and men's basketball, that's their lifeblood. Zara Moss is a fencer here at Penn State. She has finished second nationally. She's going to be a junior coming up. She told me one day of practice, yes, I've been to fencing practice several times, because we've done some features on fencing, including one on on, uh, Zero Moss. And she said, you know, and she was homeschooled, by the way. She and uh football was like, yeah, yeah, football, he says, but ever since I've come here, I've become the biggest football fan going because without them, he said, there wouldn't be us. Billy Napier wants to create gratitude. Sir Moss has gratitude. She understands how it works. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
0: Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.